You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. by the Saints for a touchdown! Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Inside Black and Gold, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak getting ready for week eight. Is it really week eight? I feel aged beyond my years watching this three and four football team as they trudge into a matchup against another three and four ball club at Indianapolis. It hasn't been pretty football, Jeff. And I think we were, we kind of talked a a little bit about it before getting on the pod, like being home this weekend too. We saw a lot of other teams play bad football as well. Yeah. And and I know people don't want to hear it because the saints have been among the worst of the bad over the last four or five weeks, right. With the Patriots game, notwithstanding, like if you eliminate the Patriots game, the last four games have been fugly. But, you know, you look at teams like the Bills, you know, like the Bills, I, I think they're in worse shape than the Saints considering they have the quarterback and the Chargers, for example. Like they have the quarterback and no one's questioning whether he's the guy. But so so what's going on? Right. So we'll get into that in the final segment. I want to kind of reset. We did it a couple weeks ago and I think, you know, it's a good it's also it's another good opportunity to kind of reset um, in terms of when we talked about it two weeks ago, they you know, they, they, it was like, oh, well, they should have a good chance to beat the Texans and Jaguars. And uh, so they didn't do that. So now we are we are looking at, OK, how 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 do you get to 10 wins now? You know, so I think that's kind of where you look at the, yeah, the last, sure. you know, the final 10 games and you say, OK, where where are the losses? Where can they afford to lose a game and where do they have to win uh, in order to get to 10 game 10 wins? And so we'll, we'll kind of go through that. Look at the last 10 weeks of schedule. And sec- the second segment I want to dive into is Derek Carr the problem? Like, like seriously, let's look at it. Michael Thomas is out there sending tweets, throwing his quarterback under the bus, whether he did it, they did that intentionally or not. That's what, that's what it was. Um, and so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what really happened on that play that everyone keeps talking about. And kind of, you know, why has Derek Carr seemingly just not been who has advertised? You know, what, what are we looking at? So we're going to dive into that in the second segment because there's a lot to talk about there. But in the first segment, I want to kind of catch up with Dennis Allen talked on Monday anyone who you know has been paying attention probably isn't surprised by the fact that he came out today and said uh no they will not be making any staff changes and if they change their mind they'll let us know which (laughs) fantastic thanks da i was worried that you might fire somebody and not tell anyone and we'd have to figure it out 
based on who's standing there holding a clipboard. But, you know, so it shouldn't surprise anyone. But, hey, maybe, maybe uh, you know, you thought, oh, well, there's a 10-day break like I did. And you'd be like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to maybe make some changes. You had Robert, Robert, Ronald Curry standing up in the locker room at halftime against the Jags and making a speech to the team, which doesn't usually happen. So maybe uh, that's a sign of you know frustration on his part. But if if you thought that was going to be the the nail in the coffin of Pete Carmichael, you are incorrect. He is eternal, and the Saints are not planning on making any changes. And that's you know to a certain extent I understand it because again, like I said before, like this is a pass fail class I think for this coaching staff. And if you can't figure it out with the people in the building, then you're probably going to get fired anyway. So you might as well just ride, you know, ride it out. Like, I don't know. If, and, and and again, like we talked about this, like Ronald Curry is in this offense already. It's not like the offense is going to change because he gets the, he gets, you know, the clipboard in his hand and the play sheet in his hand. But, you know, you maybe it sparks things. But either way, it looks like we're going to get more of the same in terms of Pete Carmichael leading this offense. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, defies logic and they'll be able to get things going but not 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 particularly inspiring let's put that way it's so darn frustrating because it wasn't supposed to be like this um you know they they made the big move to bring a a quarterback in there was i guess some concerns over the Derek Carr signing when it happened it doesn't look like it's working out we're we're just you want to say just seven games into the season, but it's a pretty good sample size at this point. I don't know what what you're waiting on. You know, you want to we, we talk about communication, 24 execution. Games, right? Twenty-four games with Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. It's not like there's a small. That's not a small sample size. That's that's a pretty solid sample size, in my opinion. No, and yeah, the, that's the problem too. It's like the offense doesn't look really any different from a year ago. I I think it looks worse if we're being honest. I don't see. Yeah, I mean, because you would expect it to be more more effective in terms of at least, you know, the players in it, independent of Derek Carr, have all been in it. Like, it's not like this is a team settling into a new offense. If you had changed the play, that's my problem with the whole growing pains line. If you had changed the play call and you had made changes independent of the quarterback, that should be, you know, at least somewhat in line with what you would, you know, there should be above replacement level, right? then you can understand some of these issues, but it's not, it's the same coaching staff. It's the same scheme, it's the same receivers, same running backs, but mostly at least from what we've seen thus far, right? Like the, this last game, it was basically all Alan Kamara for a few reasons that we'll get to in a second. But yeah, so here's, here's what Dennis Allen actually said beyond, you know, obviously he said, no, they won't be making changes, but he was also asked, you know, what he thinks about the people in the building. And then also, you know, whether growing pains should be out of the question at this point, um, and so here, here's that. No, no, um, no. We'll, um, you know, if we decide to make some changes, we'll let you know. But do you find that it's easier to make the adjustments with the same group instead of adding new variables and, and things? Like that? Well, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, you get in the middle of the season, and and you know, there's generally not a lot of people from outside your building that are coming in that are going to make you know significant changes. So. Um, we've got our guys and, and um, we're going to be hard at work at trying to fix some issues. Like little elves. Like little Keebler elves. <laughs> he was also asked about, so he keeps saying, you know, the growing pains, the growing pains line. And so I think 
like, I don't think this team is going to make significant changes. I think you're just going to ride it out, you know, as, as frustrating as that sounds. But he did say this, which I think you're kind of getting closer to that, uh, you know, lane or, where he says, I think it's time for those to be done with in terms of growing pains. And then he's asked, okay, what, so what if they're not? What if you continue to see this? And he says, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And I, it's not exactly, you know, inspiring to hear, but it does sound like they're getting close to making at least personnel changes, at least changes for what's happening on the field. Um, and I don't know how many of those you can make. I do think there are some concerns in terms of of the the attitude of some of the players, some of the skill position players. Uh, I don't think that's the biggest issue this team has, but it's definitely there. Like that's that's one of my issues is there's this idea that it's either one thing or another thing, right? That that like there's one major problem and you fix that and suddenly everything is better. It would be so much easier if that was the case, but there are levels, right? Like Chris Olave is route running in terms of, you know, going hundred percent on all of his routes is an issue. Is it the biggest issue? Probably not, but it is an issue. Like, it's not like he's right or Derek's wrong. They're both in the wrong in some respect. Um, and we'll get into that more in the next segment, but like, there's a, there's a lot to fix. And that's why earlier in the year, you know, I, I don't think changing the play call is going to solve all the problems of this offense. I think it is, it is performative to some extent. I just think the performance is necessary at a certain point. And, you know, you just kind of got to you got to gotta prove you're serious about winning, in my opinion. And I don't think they've done that yet. But yeah, there's so many things on this offense that haven't gone right that you're just trying to find, you know, the root cause. And unfortunately, I think there's too many root causes to fix in one fell swoop of saying, oh, get rid of this guy. Suddenly it's fixed. I don't I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, it's curious because you. I think the last time we were mentioning that, that you know you want to try and change some things to find out what the exact issue is. You know, so you got to change one variable, right? right? So, is it going to be the play caller first, or is it going to be the quarterback? Yeah, because- like, uh, yeah. From a from a problem solving perspective, we all took Ooh. algebra, right? <laughs> um, you know, like there's variables, and you got to figure out which you got to got to tinker and change variables and figure out what works and what doesn't, right? We talked about the oh, you're, you're having nightmares about your algebra days. I'm just thinking of suddenly now we've put like, you know, putting math equations into our our uh, a football podcast. Yeah. X equals right, um, right. drops uh, anyway. But yeah, so like they've gotten more out of Taysom Hill, right? And like a variable is you put Taysom Hill into the equation and suddenly he runs faster than Juwan Johnson. And so your timing on certain plays is, is wrong. And, and then you kind of look at it. Uh, but, you know, there's you bring Jamal Williams back. You bring Kendra Miller into the, into the mix, but how much does that improve your offense? Like some people complaining like, okay, so here, here's a couple bits and news, right? So the saints, Dennis Allen said today that Kendra Miller aggravated his shoulder in the pregame. So he was limited in that game. So that's why he only got three snaps, right? What, what are we doing pregame that dudes are getting hurt? I don't know, but it's unfortunate. Jamal Williams 
was on a pitch count, which isn't a surprise. Like we should, they're not going to tell you that in advance because why would that, that doesn't benefit them to tell you that Jamal Williams is only going to get X number of snaps, but he was on a pitch count. Dennis Allen confirmed that today. So losing Kendra Miller in the pregame meant the the majority of the action was going to go to Alvin Kamara. And I don't, and I saw, I had one person, at least one person say like, well, why didn't they do something else? And why didn't they incorporate Chris Lave more into the backfield and get Taysom Hill more action at the running back position? And, because I don't think that would have solved. I don't think less Alvin would have been the solution in that game, right? You had ten days off after the game. Sure, Alvin was probably tired at the end of it, but I don't think that having him on the field was the problem. But it's just like these are variables, right? You don't know how things would have looked if you had a full allotment of Jamal. I think Jamal didn't look particularly good in general. You know, hopefully it's just a rust thing, and he can shake some of that off. But it's like there's just so many moving parts that it's hard to identify what will solve problems uh i thought the penalties were weren't as big of an issue in that game there was one bad pass interference i know they had one holding penalty but this is a team that leads the nfl in penalty yardage against or at least they did going into week seven i haven't double checked to see if where they stand now but they going into that week they led the nfl in penalty yardage against and holding penalties and i think they had one of each so uh, in terms of in terms of a long pass interference penalty and a holding penalty but I think that would be below their average because they had 10 pen- holding penalties going into that game, which is more than one per game, obviously. If you, you know, more math if you want to do that. So I, I don't know. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and like paint a rosy picture because I don't think that it is a rosy picture. I think that this is this team is getting really close to falling. You know, I think that you're very close to f- this t- season going down the tubes, and you know, it's it's a very feels like a very keep doing what you're doing type situation, right? And I don't know. It's, it feels rudderless. No, you, and when you mentioned to the, you know, Jamal Williams being back didn't look like, you know, he didn't look comfortable at all, right? And didn't look like it was solving any problems. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he's just someone too. I've been waiting to see how he's going to mesh with this offense because we really just haven't seen him. I haven't seen Jamal Williams do his thing. I guess you could say, and he came into the year. And the one thing I thought was was key from him was talking about how everyone thinks they know, you know, what kind of who I am, what kind of running back I am. I can't wait to show you. And I'm still waiting to see you right now. <laughs> I, Mr. Pokemon needs to evolve or, or whatever it is. <laughs> That's yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like going in. Yeah. You heard. OK, I'm going to I'm going to show you the running back that I am, whatever. Right now, I'd settle for a good short yardage running back. Like, that's all I need because I don't think they have one right now outside no, of Taysom right. Hill <laughs> and Colin Saunders being that fullback, which I think is, I mean, I think that's a good thing to have. I think that'll help them down the road in terms of, you know, do you, you want to play smash mouth, fo- smash mouth football on the goal line and that's a way you can do it. You know, if you don't need a, if you don't need a fullback, saves your roster spot. Right. 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 So Sa- Saunders has been getting a ton of love through national media, even everywhere. He should. Good for him. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. The other news that came out of today, you know, if you want to call it news, there is optimism that Juwan Johnson will play this week. Take that for what it is. I'm not sure. I mean, calf injury that keeps you out a month that didn't, you didn't think was going to keep you out of even the game where you injured yourself prior to it. Very strange to me, but hopefully he gets back because you know, I do think that he is a piece in this offense, right? Like, if Jawan Johnson is healthy and in that game, is he the one you're throwing to at the back of the end zone? 
a guy with, 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 I would argue, more reliable hands than Foster Morrow? Maybe, right? If Taysom Hill, you know, if, if he's in there, is he the one that you're trying to hit on that out? Probably, right? And so, I, I, like, I, you can't say that he they, hasn't been in, like, he yeah. wasn't used when he was healthy, so I don't know why it would change now, but they have been trying to incorporate the tight end position more in the last few weeks, and they haven't had Juwan. So maybe, maybe that's something that you can unlock in the middle of the field with a more reliable pass catcher than Taysom Hill. Uh, so, hey, maybe that's something. There's many hoodats, including ESPN Stan Verrett, who was on with Deuce and Haas. And they're, they're, there's people looking for still Jimmy Graham. They want to know where he's at, too. Yeah, I mean, I've given up in terms of if they're not going to use Jimmy Graham the last two weeks, why would they start using him now? If, like, if you're not going to use him when Jawan's not out there, why would you start using him now that he's back? Right? You, How many games do you have? Like, I can't remember prior to this game... You know, maybe, you know, what, what was the last game that ended with, you know, down a touchdown in the red zone or at least close to the red zone? They were at the 24-yard line against the uh, against the Texans. Like in terms of just four shots at the end zone that failed, right? Like prior to that, when, when was the last time that happened? Like it doesn't happen that often, at least not in that exact scenario where it's like, okay, no time isn't really a factor. Right. You have a timeout. You have all the che- like you're just taking your best shot at the end zone, and it has happened in back to back weeks. Like it wasn't like they got bogged down at midfield. Like I remember, like the Bengals game last year is kind of a similar example, but they never got past midfield. Like these were both instances where you got down the field, and all you needed to do was have that drive end in the in the end zone to tie the game and give yourself a shot in overtime, and and you failed all eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, that scenario doesn't come up that often. It's come up in back-to-back weeks. And and the guy that you brought in specifically to be a red zone target hasn't been involved. So if you're not going to use him then, when? So I I don't know. I've given up on on the idea that maybe there's a Jimmy Graham option here. And I wouldn't be surprised if when you bring Juwan back, he gets cut or he's 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 inactive at the very least. Because what is he really providing? Absolutely z- zero nada. Right. Literally. I mean, well, he's been blocking. He has been on the field. He has served a yeah, role. But, right. But in the passing game specifically, nothing. And if you're an opposing team, why are you even guarding him? It, it's just <laughs> wild to think that, we're, you know, s- you know, seven games in, he's gotten t- two targets and one was a catch for a touchdown. <laughs> In the red zone, right? One of your few touchdowns in the red zone went to him. Uh, yeah, so it, it's just odd, and we'll make sure you know, scratch your head kind of things. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm an NFL play caller here, but it just seems like common sense. See, again, I, I don't like. I'm not even sure if it would have worked if they had tried it, but like, I wish I could sit here and say, yeah, they tried it, and it didn't work. Like, so I know it didn't work. You're running fades to the end zone anyway. And you're throwing him to Chris Olave, a guy who is a very good wide receiver, but I would not argue was a guy I think is is at his best when he's trying to fight with somebody. Like he's gotten better at contested catches, but I would not in any world say that he is an elite contested catch player. No, I'd have like, to go to look, throw throw to Graham or, or freaking Mike T at least. Well, they did try to throw to Mike. Like they yeah, have been tr- right. like th- like they have been trying to incorporate Mike, but not over the middle of the field. It's been the edges of the field. Why? I don't know. Um, Like, have you seen a whole lot of slants? Because I haven't. 
No, which is crazy considering, you know, the whole big fight between him and CJ Gardner Johnson was supposedly over the the Slant Boy nickname. And we haven't awesome. seen Slant Boy at all. We'd be we'd die for Slant Boy right now. Yeah. I would they would be so much better off if they if if he was playing right into that nickname, but for whatever reason, they're not. And I don't know how much of that is on Pete. I don't know how much of that is on Derek. But let's let's wrap this segment up. We can get into more of the Derek Carr trash. Yeah. <laughs> in the next segment. Because there's a lot, there's a lot to complain about. And we're we're gonna dive into it. Um, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. This fun rosy podcast is brought to you by my state of mind, which is bleak. All right, y'all. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Check us out on YouTube at WWL Sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noak. You can follow Steve at Steve Geller WWL. You can follow the show at WW. I'm sorry. No, that's not right. At Saints underscore pod. And if you listen to these on Apple and you haven't subscribed, you haven't give us a rating or a review. Tell us what you think. Would very much appreciate it if you do that. Um, as always, just appreciate all the feedback. It helps us get better at our podcast. So anytime we see those, I check at least once a week to see if there's any new ones on there. Um, make sure to do that. Otherwise, keep listening because we will be right back.